good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, isn't it? I want to say along with my husband, we are very thankful for all of our guests that are here. If you have not met the other Jordan boy, he has returned home tonight. We are so thrilled to have Jared Golly with us all the way from Atlanta, and he is here for this weekend, and so we welcome him. We're glad that he's here at CLC. Amen. I am confident that before we leave this place tonight, that God is going to do a mighty work. I'm confident of that because I happened to detect, and I'm sure that most of you did as well, that a lot of distraction just tried to take place during the choir. And when that happens, that tells me that the enemy is going to do anything within his power to make sure that the word doesn't come forth and that the Lord is unable to accomplish what he would want to accomplish in this place tonight. So why don't we say that from the very onset of this message that we are going to be determined that we are not going to allow distractions. We're not going to be a distraction. But we're going to allow God to have his perfect work. Is anybody in the house have a made up mind that the Lord is going to work in this place? Last night as I uh, sat in my house, the Lord began to deal with me. And this doesn't happen to me very often. Um, most of you know that if I um, am getting ready to speak, I need seven months advance notice. <laughs> before that opportunity comes along. But I knew last night that the Lord had given me a word for this congregation tonight. And I just am going to allow the Lord to use me as a conduit. And I am going to ask that, um, I know that we have a lot of guests, but this is not Mother's Day. <laughs> this is not a holiday crowd. This is our Sunday night. Can I get an amen? And we are going to respond to the word of the Lord, and we're going to allow the Lord to do a work. And at the conclusion of this message, we're going to make it comfortable for our guest to be able to respond because our church body is going to respond first. I should be getting a bigger hand clap than that. Our church body is going to respond because you don't know what the person sitting next to you needs. And they may need that little bit of a nudge. And so we are going to make it as easy as possible. And we're going to make it easy as possible on our guest. And we're going to make it as easy as possible on the Lord for him to move. I'm going to turn your attention to the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 17th verse. And these shine signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. They could recover. They shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, 
he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. And of course, we understand that the right hand indicates a position of authority and power. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Tonight, I am coming to you from this subject, unlimited potential. Why don't you say that with me? Unlimited potential. There is unlimited potential that has not yet been tapped within this congregation. But I am believing tonight that God is going to release that potential and he is going to release he is going to release the miraculous and he is going to release apostolic power and authority tonight. If you believe that, why don't you throw your hands in the air right now and claim it and let the Lord know that you want to receive it tonight. God, we're coming to you, Lord. We're believing you, God, that you're going to work through your word. God, I pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds to receive from you, Lord. God, don't let your word go void, Lord, but let it do its intended work and purpose in each of our lives, and we'll give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord one more hand clap of praise as you're seated. Hallelujah. Thank you. I stand before you tonight, a fifth generation apostolic Pentecostal. And I am so grateful for my heritage. I cherish my heritage. My family has walked in truth for over 80 years now. And I am thankful that the Lord has allowed me to follow my family and to walk in truth. And not only that, but to raise my family in truth. All of my life, I have listened to stories of my great-grandparents and my grandparents and their experiences that they have had over the years. I have heard stories of provision for my great-grandparents during the Great Depression. I have heard stories of instantaneous healings from my grandfather, and I have heard him talk and witness of the Shekinah glory that has rested on the congregation. But several years ago, my husband and I became dissatisfied with only having stories that belong to older generations. We wanted to have apostolic experiences for ourselves. And beyond that, we wanted our children to have apostolic experiences. These children that are sitting tonight on this front row have the opportunity to have experiences if God will uh, allow his spirit to be poured out. We wanted our children to know what it was like to see blinded eyes open. We wanted them to know what it was like to experience the deaf ear being healed. We wanted them to know what it was like to see the dead brought back to life again. We wanted them to know what it was like to see the possessed and the oppressed being delivered. We were tired of dead, dry, church-as-usual services, and that still runs true tonight. 
We long to see the gifts of the Spirit in operation as the, in the church as the norm instead of the rare occasion. My husband wanted to walk in such a realm of apostolic authority that when he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost fell. He wanted to walk in a realm when he said, be thou healed, that people were instantly healed. He desired to be able to say, rise and walk. And men and women would come up out of wheelchairs and their legs be restored again. We knew that God could do it. We knew that the potential was there. And we wanted it more than anything else. You see, God never intended for his church to be powerless and relegated to weak dry religious experiences he never intended for his church to be prayerless and in a position where they don't recognize his voice or the leading of his spirit it wasn't his plan for his bride to be so full of the flesh that fasting disappeared as a regular practice to crucify it but he did intend for his church to be alive. He intended for his church to be vivacious. He intended for his church to reach their world. He intended for his church to be an incubator for the miraculous. He intended for his church to walk in the spirit. He even said it in his word. But if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. He intended to work in the midst of his church. I will work. Who shall let it? He intended for us to walk in authority and in power. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The supernatural should be the normal in our church. Do I have an apostolic church tonight? It should be the normal. It should not be shocking when people are healed. It shouldn't be unusual for miracles to happen. It should be unusual when miracles are not happening. It should not be unusual for the gifts of the Spirit. They ought to be in operation in the middle of an apostolic church. And the potential is here tonight for the release of the supernatural, the release of the gifts, and the release of the operation of His Spirit. I want the church to reach its full potential. Why don't you praise the Lord for the potential of the church? You see, the enemy does not want the church of the living God to live up to its full potential. The enemy wants us to be weak. He wants us to be powerless. He wants us to be defeated. He wants us to be ineffective. He wants us to be inferior. He wants us to, be unfil to feel unworthy. And he wants us to feel like that we are incapable. 
He wants us to believe that the demonstrations that followed the early church and other generations died with their generation. He wants us to believe that the revival of great outpourings of the Holy Ghost are for other regions of the world. But I am here tonight to tell you that the devil is a liar and he is the father of lies. I rebuke every lie that the enemy has spoken to this church and every lie that the enemy has spoken over this church. I rebuke every lie that Satan has told our pastor. Frankfurt will have revival. Lebanon will have revival. Lafayette will have revival. This region will have revival. By the authority of the word of God, let a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost move across this city and move across this region in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The revival that God is sending will come by the hands of this congregation. Look at, point to yourself and say, that's me. The revival will come by the hands of this congregation. God is releasing apostolic authority within this congregation. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You will be effective in evangelism. You will be a soul winner. You will fulfill the purpose of God in your lives. I want to fulfill his purpose in my life. Hallelujah. In 2009, our pastor led this congregation into the first extended corporate fast and prayer and fasting season and the awakening revival. I happened to turn around and to look at the response of this congregation. And I will never forget the look of shock and even horror on some of our faces as my husband called the church to 21 days of prayer and fasting. Many did not understand the necessity of it. Some resisted and felt like that it was over the top. Others made excuses as to why they couldn't participate. But we were desperate. We were in a place of desperation. This church was not living up to its full potential that God had for it. We have had times of ups during revivals, but we quickly revert back to church as usual. It's the truth. God wanted to elevate CLC to a new level of spiritual authority. But before that could happen, there were strongholds in the flesh that needed to be broken. Can I speak to you boldly tonight? Until strongholds are broken, revival cannot come. Until strongholds are broken in individuals and until strongholds are broken in the church body, we cannot have the revival that God has intended for this church. 
There may be short bursts of increase, like during the awakening, but the true revival that God desires to give this church will be locked up until strongholds are brought down. Strongholds are corrupt ways of thinking. It is a mindset. It is a way of thinking. It's the thinking that Sunday mornings ought to be church as usual. It's the thought process that big revivals can't happen in a small town like Frankfurt. That mindset, that stronghold is the thought process that apostolic authority is a thing of the past and not for the church today. A stronghold is the thought process that it's okay to self-indulge over sacrifice. But I'm here to tell you that every high thing must come down. And every stronghold shall be broken. They will be broken. They will brought down. And God will have a revival in this city, in this church, and in this region. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We began into the fasting season. And as can be expected, the enemy fought us every step of the way. We became physically sick as our bodies began to detox. Our bodies grew weak. Our patients were tested and trials came. Flesh rose up strong, resisting the process of denying it and bringing it under subjection. I feel so strongly in my spirit that God is wanting to elevate this congregation and this church to a level of spiritual authority that is beyond our wildest imaginations acts 2 and 17 says and it shall come to pass in the last days saith god i will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams that promise was not just for the early church that promise is not just for the mega church that promise is not just for missions across the globe but that promise is for this church that promise is for you it is for your children not only will the elders be an intricate part of the last day revival but your sons and your daughters will be a part from the youngest to the oldest when the church rises to its full potential god can do the miraculous and god can pour out his spirit and we can see the revival that he has in store for this church why don't you praise the lord for it There is coming the greatest revival and outpouring of the Holy Ghost that this church has ever experienced. It will be greater than impact at the park. That was not our height. That was not our glory day. There is a revival that is coming that is greater, greater than anything that we could ever think 
it will be the latter and the former rain together, a multiplied outpouring. God is going to give this church what the enemy has done his dead level best to hinder. He will give back what the locust, the palmer worm, the canker worm, and the caterpillar have destroyed. I feel in the Holy Ghost that revival is knocking at our door. We keep waiting for it, but it is already here. All we have to do is tap into it. Thousands are receiving the Holy Ghost worldwide. It's time that we as a church body reach our full potential and tap into what God is wanting to do in these last days. If I have ever been certain that we are living in the last days, I heard it from the time that I was a little girl. God is coming soon. God is coming soon. God is coming soon. Make sure that you're ready. I am 47 years old old now and this world doesn't even resemble anything that it was like years ago so that tells me that God is coming soon I believe that we are living in a time of grace for America. And I believe that we're living in a time that if we ever need to be desperate, that our children are going to be saved, that our neighbors are going to be saved, that our families are going to be saved. It is now. Hallelujah. How did the early church reach its potential? They reached their potential through prayer and obedience. In Acts, they unified in prayer for apostolic boldness and confirmation with signs and wonders following. In Romans, they prayed for the lost to be converted. In 1 Corinthians, Paul prayed for spiritual gifts to be in operation within the church. In Ephesus, they prayed for the relief of a spirit of revelation. In the same book, they prayed for the release of the anointing of boldness to witness. In Colossians, they prayed that God would open a door of evangelism by the release of the power of his word. In 1 Thessalonians, they prayed for a release of apostolic ministry. In 2 Timothy, they prayed for spiritual understanding. If my People will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Notice that that scripture said people, not just one individual, but indicating a multiple group of people, not just the pastor. Your pastor is not a hireling. He is the overseer of your souls, but he can't climb the mountain for you. You have to climb the mountain for yourself. When the scripture says, my people, he wasn't just indicating the pastor's family. He wasn't just indicating the leadership, but it was indicating that all people must humble themselves and pray and seek the face of God. God is wanting to elevate his people to their full potential. Do you want to reach your full potential tonight? Hallelujah. On Friday night of the 2015 
uh, NAYC that was held in Chesapeake Arena in Oklahoma City. There were 21,000 apostolic Pentecostals gathered together in worship. Evangelist Lee Stone King took the pulpit, and his very first words were, there is unlimited potential in this arena. You would literally feel the arena quake as worship and expectancy would arise from that congregation. Do you know why the church often does not reach its potential? Lack of expectancy. Lack of worship. Get worship right and authority will follow. Get submission and authority right and God will elevate you. Expect the miraculous and the miraculous will happen. Brother Stone King began to challenge 21,000 people to reach for an impartation of apostolic demonstration and authority. And to this very day, I have never experienced anything like it. Some people would argue that it was just a moment in time, that it was the hype of such a large crowd. But last night, I realized that from that night two years ago, I have personally witnessed people being raised from the dead twice. I have witnessed deaf ears being opened twice. I have witnessed cancer being healed twice. I have seen people being delivered from devils. I have seen numerous people receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The church has begun to reach its full potential. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Not only have I witnessed it, my husband has witnessed it. My children have witnessed it. Your children have witnessed it. This church has witnessed it. Churches across the country have witnessed the miraculous since that night. Our movement across the globe has had mighty outpourings of the miraculous and infilling of the Holy Ghost. The church is beginning to tap in to its unlimited potential God is wanting to confirm his church with signs following and they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following the scripture says that if you think that was something greater works than these shall you do how is that? How is that even possible? Because we may be one body, but we are many members. God has always been a God of multiplication. God understood the power of multiplication. His very first command to mankind was to be fruitful and to multiply. God knew that it would be possible to fill the earth and fulfill his purpose if there was multiplication. Multiplication takes intention and speed. One of the characteristics of powerful movements is that they move fast, like the revival at Azusa Street. 
The church cannot be passive and wait on revival. We cannot sit year after year, awakening after awakening, Sunday after Sunday, expecting it just to happen when God wills. His will is to do it now. He wants to do it now. The question is, is how bad do you want it? How willing are you to go after it? How willing are you to hit your knees in prayer? Will you pray for 10 straight days until the day of Pentecost happens again in 2017? Are you willing to fast until you feel like you can't stand, until God releases his potential? How bad do you want it? I want it with everything that I have. I want to see revival in this city. I want to see revival in this region. I want to be a part of it. Let the Lord know that you want to be a part of it too. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Next week, we are walking into the largest arena that we have ever held a UPCI event in with, according to the Indianapolis Star, as our pastor told us this morning, the largest religious gathering of over 30 4,000 apostolic Pentecostals. That is a 13,000 increase from NAYC 2015. What in the world is the potential? I literally cannot wrap my brain around what the potential is. If, like Brother Stone King said, that among 21,000 people was unlimited potential, let me put it to you this way. If one can put 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight, what in the world can 34,000 do? Siri, what is 30, let's try it again. Siri, what is 34,000 to the 10th power? Checking my sources. The answer is 20645375405977660000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
coming. It's here. See, there's something you got to understand about unlimited potential. Unlimited potential means there's no end. There's no limit. Jesus. If there is no limit, why, why, why would we limit God? It can't be measured. It can't be numbered. It has no limits. As our pastor said, in the beginning was the word, the logos, the plan, the potential of the church is not going to grow. It is not going to further develop. It was fully formed from the very beginning. I'm here to tell you tonight, your wildest imaginations cannot comprehend the fullness of the potential that is in this very place tonight. Here's the thing. If you're going to reach that potential, if you're going to fully reach your potential, you cannot be lazy about it. You cannot be half-hearted about it. You can't expect to just wake up one morning and to walk in your potential. You can't expect to just wake up and all of a sudden you're a soul winner and you're a prayer warrior. you got to be intentional about it. you got to go after it. It's not my responsibility to help you go after it. It is not your pastor's responsibility to help you go after it. It's your responsibility to go after it. But I am telling you that if you want it, you can have it. All you got to do is make yourself available. Reach out and grab it and walk in your full potential. Seek it and you'll find it. Knock and it shall be open unto you. All you have to do is ask for it and God is going to give it to you. Right now, there is going to be an impartation of spiritual authority. There is going to be release of apostolic authority. God is going to do it right now. All over this place, lift your hands right now. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I see a Shekinah glory cloud starting at the back. Yata Masad, Hayana Moshi, moving its way forward. 
God is releasing it by the authority of the Word of God. By the authority of the Word of God. Let it flow. Let it be released right now in the name of Jesus Christ. guys know me better than that. We're not going to stand here and we're not going to juke to the music. We're not going to let this opportunity to pass. We're going to get it tonight. One way or the other, we're going to get it tonight. Right now, I want you with everything that you have, I want you to push forward. I want you to reach for it and don't stop until God has released it on you. (laughs) 